I'm Dr. Sarah Olivo. And I'm Dr. Liz Seidler. And this is I'm Fine, Everything's Fine, College Edition. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing dialectics. It's a big concept. We've chosen to separate it into two episodes. So today you will hear from a college student about their experience navigating dialectics on a college campus. And next week, you'll hear more from Sarah and I about how to navigate these dialectical dilemmas. All right. So here we are at episode two. And look at us go. We are rocking and rolling, right, Liz? (laughs) Chug it along. Chug it along. Yep, yep, yep. And it's been really exciting to hear some of the feedback from last week's episode. Um, But for the sake of just trying to get some information out really quickly, we wanted to follow up with episode two, because this is a topic I think is a great early baseline for some of the things I would have loved to know, you know, before college, in high school, in college. It's something I think about every day now in my life and notice every day. And that's this concept of dialectics. So sort of ignore the word for a second because, you know, psychologists love to come up with fancy words and they, you know, we love language and all that. So we're going to, you're going to hear the word dialectics a lot, but what we really mean in this is polarized thinking. When we decide that we are the sole proprietor of truth and our perspective is the only one and we get really entrenched in that idea. Right. And that... We're hoping college students can kind of hone this ability to this fundamental principle of dialectics, which is that everything is composed of opposites. And that in order to understand a situation, a person more fully, we need to kind of understand these opposite kind of perspectives. And that there are multiple ways of, let's say, viewing the same situation. And once we kind of let go of our attachment to be right or wrong, or what's fair or unfair, that we might be able to see things a little bit more clearly. And then hopefully our goal is, how do we act in a dialectical way that's a little bit more balanced and hopefully more effective? What might that look like in the real world? A lot of conversations I'm having with people in college have to do with this idea of, hey, I want to try so many new things. I also really want to remember who I am. Or I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm terrified of being here. I get people asking me a lot about that balance of living in the moment. And I should probably be preparing for my future. This tension between pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone while also sticking to your core values. Or, hey, it's college. You know, I need to go out. I need to hook up. I need to drink. I need to experiment. And I really want to make sure I take care of my body. So, you know, this list isn't exhausted by any stretch, but that might give you a sense of what this might look like in the day-to-day. So we will go ahead and get started. We're going to hear from one guest today. She's going to talk a little bit about some of the dialectics she saw and has seen in her experience in college. And then after that, you'll hear from Sarah and I again, and we'll talk about additional ways that you can kind of manage the extremes in your life and and kind of find the compass that we kind of have alluded to so that you can get back onto the path that you want to be on. So we have our very first guest 
for the I'm Fine, Everything's Fine College podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. This this is so special. I've honestly wanted to be a part of something like this for so long just because I was so scared to go to college. So this is the type of stuff I was looking for. So it's really awesome that you guys can give that to other people. But I'm going into my junior year um, at a big school. Um, I would say we have a little bit of a party school rep, but it's also a very good school for my major, which is the main reason I'm there. And yeah, um, it was a little bit of a rough start, which I'm happy to talk about. But now going into my junior year, I'm feeling much better about it. I love hearing that you've had a journey, sort of a lot of ups and downs for sure. That's why I think college is really a unique opportunity to really adopt and be mindful of dialectics. So we'd love to hear more about maybe when you said that the beginning of your journey was a little rocky and it's a little smoother now, which we're grateful for. What were some of those things that you felt pulled in opposite directions? Yeah, I definitely have a lot that I could share, but I feel like overall something that I definitely struggle with that falls into this is like being very black and white. So I'm like, okay, I'm homesick. So I hate college or like, okay, I don't feel like I have real friends, so I have no friends. Like very black and white. And I think that learning that you can feel like two opposite things and it's not the end of the world. Like like what you said, like, okay, I'm at this place with all these people, but I'm lonely. Like that's okay. And I think that that was something that I really struggled with. But probably I could think of two that were really big for me. And one of them was I'm homesick at school, so I don't like it. And it was... It was kind of hard because now I'm even now I'm starting like I really like school and I'm still holding on to this like thing from home that I miss home and I miss how things were and things aren't going to be the same. And that's something that's hard for me because it's almost like guilt if I miss home, but guilt if I like school. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think that having that guilt is talking about you're trying to honor two completely opposite things happening in your mind at the same time. I miss home and I don't miss home. Yeah. And yeah. I think so many people are trying to figure out well, which one is the right one. Mm-hmm. But in fact, both are true. And that's how it is when we're humans that we're, we get to have these complicated, seemingly opposite truths at the same time. I both, I miss home. I really like who I am when I'm not at home. Yeah. It's almost like at first it was so hard to like be at school and like, you know, you've never really been alone before. You've never really had to be so independent. And that was really hard at first. But then after a while, I was like, oh, I'm so much more organized at school. Like I'm on my own schedule at school. Like it's kind of your world rather than like at home. I love home. Everyone knows if you know me, you know, I love home. You know, I love my family, my friends and everything. But you are kind of, or I felt like I'm living more on the schedule of a lot of other people, whereas at school, you're, it is very independent. You're living on your own schedule. You have, you know, your own stuff for me, even this is a little off topic, but like, I'm like super unorganized, like have a hard time keeping my stuff in a good place, in a good order at home. But you know, when I went to school, all that stuff was bought for school. So it's like a fresh start almost even organizationally. So then coming home, it's difficult because I have stuff from 18 years ago in my room and it's like, oh, how am I supposed to just like be this organized person that I've worked so hard to be at school? So I think that as you go on in college, it's harder to navigate your home self versus your school self. But there's a balance, I would say. Liz and I have talked about some of the common you know, dialectics you have in life 
versus in college. And one of the things I think that happens in college is this idea of exploration. In psychology, we might call it the moratorium years where you're trying on different hats. And that's really normal to go in and say, let me try a few different things and see how they fit. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going away from your values, but there is a sort of dialectic. How much do I have a sense of this freedom and explore things, but also I don't want to necessarily cave on the other end to the pressure to be someone completely different from who I am. Yeah. Um, So that freedom versus that pressure, I think it's a dialectic that we see a lot. And that's honestly something that I still struggle with three years in. Obviously, like it's not as debilitating to me as it was those first few months of college, but it's still like, okay, like I have a boyfriend now, like I have a group of friends and it's like, maybe I don't want to be out at frats till 3am every night. Maybe I want to go till 12 and then hang out with my boyfriend and our friends. Like sometimes that's what feels better to me, but I'm like, well, you know, I'm a very catastrophic person I've realized, but then it's like, okay, well, when I am 32 and my kids ask about college, like, did I do enough? Like, did I experiment enough? Like, is it bad that I'm not out till 3am? Like there is this constant worry about balance, but at the same time, I'm supposed to get enough sleep and your immune system's down at college. And I have a 930 on Fridays. Like it's hard to find what's right. And something that luckily I see a therapist and she told me that there's no right or wrong answer. So you just have to do what's right for you and not worry so much because honestly, now I obviously still struggle with this, but I've wasted so much time worrying about what's wrong and right. The days I stay in, I'm like, should I have gone out? And the days I'm out, I'm like, I could have stayed in. And it's like, just do what you want to do. (laughs) You'll be fine. It sounds like you continue to kind of try to figure this aspect out. And I really love that you've described beautifully, like about like your sense of self and your values. And it seems like something that you really tried to do is like expose yourself to being uncomfortable by trying to adopt some of the cultural values of your school while also still being true to like what your gut or your intuition is kind of telling you that you probably aren't going to be the person who's going out till 3am every single night, right? That's not, that's not who you are or want to be. But if you had stayed, you know, so rigid in your values, you probably also wouldn't have adapted as well. So it seems like it's required you to be flexible, like in your thinking and your behavior so that you could find, sift through people, find your people yeah, and make better decisions about how you want to spend your time in school. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of my best memories are doing things that put me out of my comfort zone. You know, it was really none other than like a lack of experience. It's not like I was like, oh, like drinking's a bad thing. Like people who drink are bad. Like that wasn't me. I don't like feeling sick. I don't like feeling out of control. So for me, it was more like those type of things. You know, I'm hyper aware of bad things that can happen. I was like, what if I go to a party and something bad happens to me? So it was more like that type of stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of what I've worked on in college is exposing myself to things that I wasn't, that I didn't think I was ready for. I didn't know if I would want to do. And a lot of it's ended up for the better. So, but you're right in the sense that, you know, now I'm three years in, I'm still kind of having this dilemma. Okay, I'm probably not someone who wants to be at a frat till 4am. I'm just not, I just don't think, you know, you can only force it for so long. Like I like that in between. That's just who I am. And I'm starting to realize that that's okay. It's still a good college experience despite the movies and everything. (laughs) You have to think about how many images 
you or anyone gets about what college should be like. I also was thinking when you were describing what was going on with you, this idea of this thing of living in the moment and just, you know, being so mindful of every day and just living in for this moment and not thinking about the future. And then the other dialectic of that is like preparing for the future. What happens after graduation? And as you had mentioned, finding balance, right? It's sort of like if you live in the moment, every single second of your college experience, well, you know, I've definitely had some people describe for me, I won't name the college, but (laughs) they're like, all I did was drink and sit by the pool. And I didn't think I'd one second about what to do afterwards. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure those four years are really great. And then (laughs) cut to graduation day, that, that is a lot less fun. And then you also have people who I think, really feel so much pressure to do the next thing after school. Um, and they aren't able to ex- enjoy some of that. So I know that came up for me when you were describing, you know, do I go out tonight and just have a little bit of fun or do I need to sort of stay hydrated and get some sleep and go to class tomorrow? And it's, I feel like that's probably a constant question for a college it student. Is. I think that that's something that's really big because I have friends and people in my circle who are on like, totally opposite sides of the spectrum with that. Like I have people who like, I don't even know their major and I've been friends with them for three years because they're never doing work. And then I have friends who are only always doing work. And it's like, where is that balance? And it's hard too, because it's like, even just, you know, work related and not work related. It's like, I have to take care of myself, but also like, am I giving this all too much thought? Like, should I just be more loose? Like, should I just be gaining experiences? And a lot of people be like, Oh, like, are you going to remember the test grade or like the fun memories we had today? And I'm like, Oh, like, don't put it like that. Now I don't know what to do, you know? So it's like things like that. And I feel like there is, I don't want to say that there's a ton of peer pressure at college for people listening, because honestly, there's not as much as I thought there was like, people are pretty respectful of you, like doing your own thing. But I think for me, at least like I put a lot of pressure on myself and on what I'm doing every day. But it is hard because I definitely go through like totally fluctuating moments of like, oh my God, I have to live my life to the fullest. I can't believe I've spent all this time worrying about what to do. Like it's time to get up. Like I'm very like one way or the other, like it's time to get up. I'm going to exercise today. I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to go to a party later and my life's going to be great and all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh my God, like this is so stupid. And I'm just going to stay in and do my work. Like, or I'm just not going to do anything at all. You know, like everything's very back and forth. And I think that that's definitely something that I still struggle with. Like, then I had this thing last week where I was like, oh my God, like we're in the last two years. I'm going abroad next semester. Like I have three semesters left at school and then I'm in the real world. Like I'm thinking so much about the future. Like I'm thinking so much about what things are going to be like after school, but like school's almost done. Like we're still young. Like I had this whole, like, I'm so young and I need to like act like it. Like it's so what you're saying where it's like, neither's wrong or right, but I don't know where that balance is. And the balance can change. You know, I think that it doesn't have to be one decision. I mean, that's the whole idea of a dialectic is that there are two truths going on. You know, in the (laughs) meme culture, uh, somebody shared with me like a psychology meme that, um, says that emotions are good consultants, but lousy CEOs. So consider their (laughs) input, but don't let them take charge. And I think that really does highlight this concept of that we want to pay attention to our emotions because that's how we fall in love. I'm sure when you met your boyfriend, right? You paid attention to those emotions (laughs) or even when you chose your college, right? You wanted to have this feeling like when you got onto campus, right? It felt good to you. Um, And 
logically you considered other things too, right? Can I mm-hmm. afford this school? Is, is it, um, does it have my major, right? Or aspects about your partner, right? Um, does this person have certain qualities? Like, are they hardworking? Are they, uh, do they value family? Things that are important to you. And I think a lot of people are always looking for balance and it's more about awareness. Maybe sometimes you fall too far on one pole, uh, and, and not paying attention to another poll and that you work hard on trying to guide your decision-making around the synthesis of both. Like, is there a middle path here? And it seems like when you were discussing earlier about your day that you try that sometimes. Okay. Like I'm going to try to work out today and eat healthy today and get to bed early last night. Cause I know I'm going out tonight, right? Yeah. Like you're constantly trying to consider like the values or things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the important part is don't judge yourself because there are going to be times when you fall too far, let's say, to one side of the dialectic. But I like to remind people, like, the only constant is change. And that kind of gets back to, I think, your mantra earlier, right? Like, there's always yeah. another weekend, right? So things yeah. are always changing rather than focus on the fact that maybe the past three days you paid too much attention to your emotions and totally forgot about doing an essay that you're late on now. Um, you let that go and then you kind of hold those dialectics true at the same time again, and try to help that guide your thinking and your behavior in the future. By the way, I, I don't know if it's just you, Liz, but do you ever get really jealous when people make up great memes? Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, as a psychologist, I feel like I could be making money from these memes. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know where they come from. College students are constantly sharing them with me. Um, I don't know. I'm I think like, there's a market out there. I know. Son of a bitch. I mean, we have just <laughs> we missed it. We missed it. We have just talked for 30 minutes and then someone did a meme with the CEO versus the consultant. And I'm like, God. Well, that's just a really simple way of putting it. <laughs> Never too late, guys. Stop Start the podcast memes. idea. We're gonna do. We're gonna go make some memes. <laughs> so we just heard some common dialectics in this interview, um, and then what they all have in common is that they happen when our thoughts and our actions become polarized, um, when we're guided only by our emotions, with that assumption that we're the sole proprietor of truth. So we wanted to share some of the more common dialectics that we hear about from college students. Okay. And one of the first ones that you definitely heard in this interview was holding on too tight maybe of the past, our past self, our, our friends from home, our family versus maybe letting go too soon um, about, regarding aspects of our, our past experience, our life, right? And, and kind of being really black and white. Like this is the start of school. So I'm going to forget like anything else ever happened before in the past. And I'm going to work on my college self rather than holding both of those things to be true, that there are aspects of my past and who I was in high school that are important to me, as well as like wanting and being curious about developing a new sense of self while we're um, in a different setting or context. Yeah, exactly. I also think that a common one is this idea of fostering dependence versus forcing independence. So an example of that would be, unfortunately for me, my example was not knowing how to do my own laundry. (laughs) Um, When I got there, having to be taught by my roommate, which was humiliating. And I still talk to people all the time who go home to do their laundry still you know, because they don't want to necessarily do it on their own. You were telling me once about somebody who texted their mom 
Oh yeah. Before meals? Yeah. Before, before every meal, they would text their mom, even take pictures. Like, should I eat this? Should I eat that? Is this going to hurt mm-hmm. my stomach? Is it not going to hurt my stomach? Um, <laughs> really this like dependency around uh, difficulty, like making decision-making, right? Um, and I think we see a lot of college students that either fall on one side of the spectrum. They either overly rely and are dependent upon um, others, let's say, to guide their decision-making, or they navigate everything independently and they don't ask for help. You know, they kind of come across as really competent and capable and maybe they should be kind of checking in with others and other perspectives to make Mm -hmm. sure that they are appropriately, you know, asking for help or leaning on others for support. Right. Same thing with depending overly so on a friend group to guide your actions versus going at it solo and not letting anyone into your life. So that idea of dependence versus independence is something to think about. Um, We also notice a lot, I mean, this obviously isn't just in college, but this idea of all or none thinking or black and white thinking, it has to be all one way or all another way. So we might see that socially, like oh, that person's an asshole, or that person's a total loser, but also some of that work-life balance piece, the person who never leaves the library, or that person who doesn't know how to get to the library. <laughs> or I also think like there's a lot of all or nothing thinking, even like about like how to complete schoolwork, right? Like I'm going to sit down and I have to complete it in this amount of time in this space, right? Rather than understanding like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit here, maybe then go hang out with friends, do a little bit later. But anytime we notice that we're thinking in really black and white terms, we probably are thinking non-dialectically and it might be helpful to adopt a dialectical stance, which Sarah and I will teach you how to do that in a little bit. All right. Another one, Sarah, I feel like that comes up a lot is Um, making too much of like typical college student behavior versus being like too accepting. Like we normalize things that probably are problematic that we should be paying attention to. Can you think of some examples there? Yeah, I I see a lot of times this happens with, with friendships. You know, let's say a friend made an error, you know, or they ditched him for another party or forgot to invite them with a group of people. And they'll suddenly become like, oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. That person's out of my life. Um, So that might be making too much of a typical behavior, meaning like people make mistakes. They're not always firing on all cylinders. Um, You don't know the rationale behind what happened there. You don't know their intent. So I see that. But also there's accepting problematic behaviors. I mean, it's one thing to go to school and people are going to be drinking and hooking up and, and trying new things. But then there's also binge drinking and blacking out and not getting consent um, when hooking up. So I think sometimes those get slipped under the rug as typical behaviors, but are really problematic. So towing that line between what feels like, you know, exciting and fun and some typical exploration versus getting into that dark side a little bit more. And I think this is both to consider within yourself and also within others, right? As we're trying to understand, like, what are my values and priorities in my life, right? And I think Mm -hmm. we can really fall in the habit of normalizing or being too accepting of things that are not in line with our values, right? Um, And whether that's because we feel like it's socially acceptable or that's what we're seeing or what's normative, I usually say you want to pay attention to your gut, right? There usually is some intuition that can help us find dialectics so that we're not 
sweeping a lot of things under the rug that we should be paying attention to in ourselves or others, or that we're magnifying the significance of something um, that maybe does not need to carry as much emotional power that it has. Right. So we'll talk again more on what are some ways to address some of these. But one of my one of the dialectics that I think is complicated and also the most interesting are those internal dialectics, the ones that happen inside of us when we have two opposing truths that are somehow true at the same time. So some examples are like, oh my gosh, I feel so smart and excited. I'm at this college campus with these like minds. And then if something happens where you maybe don't do well in a test, it becomes, I'm stupid. I don't belong here. Um, and this idea of, oh my gosh, I feel really social. And then, and you know, I'm somebody who feels really liked by other people. And then something might happen where you feel like, oh, I feel so awkward or I'm such a loser. And so how do you kind of manage those two extremes internally. I'm working with somebody that was a, a valedictorian of their high school and uh, internal dialectic. I think there's, they continue to struggle with is like struggling in college and still um, believing that they're capable of doing well mm-hmm. in school. Right? Like right. how can both those things be true? Especially if you went into college with this mindset that you were you know, so good at something, then how can I, if I'm so good at something, how can I struggle with it too at the same time? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that applies to social circumstances as as well as academic. Like we said, this is a two-parter. We wanted to end here and give you some time to think about some of the dialectics you're noticing in your life. We'll post some questions on Instagram at I'm Fine College Pod. So give us a follow and tell us what you think. We'll come back with part two in one week where we'll share what we heard from you. And we'll also offer some practical strategies for creating more balance in your day to day. See you then. Thank you to our guests for sharing their stories. This podcast is for college students and we want input by college students. Please reach out to us by text, email, or voice memo at imfinecollegepodcast at gmail.com or 929-500-2231. Tell us your story, give us tips on what kinds of topics you'd like to hear, or give us feedback about an episode. We'll share episode announcements and resources on Instagram at imfinecollegepod. And last but not least, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Every hit of that plus button helps us keep going. 